0: means your show. You just close. It's it. not my show, but listen it. to your closing. It's perfect. Roll it.
1: Oh, no. I'm trying to figure out which one <laughs> is Dan Patrick and which one's the Danette. <laughs> Ernie Ells, is, his full name is Theodore Ernest Ells, and, and Ernie's pretty funny. You know, Theodore drinks beer. Ernie plays golf. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no. The today. only thing I would tell my 20 year old version of myself version of myself not virgin of myself I kind of, that was a that was a 40 slip
2: you are listening to pull and weeds the official podcast of the carolina's golf course superintendents association brought to you by simplot a forward-thinking company committed to bringing next level innovation and solutions to turf managers from coast to coast here are your hosts alan knight and tim krieger What's
3: up, everybody? Welcome to Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolina's Golf Course Superintendents Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined here by Tim Krieger. What's up, Tim? Episode three. Here we go. Episode three. We are recording this at the South Carolina Golf Association office here in Irmo in what they call the Hall of South Carolina Golf Hall of Fame room. Surrounded by greatness. Yep. Plenty of pictures on the walls of Hall of Fame members and famous uh, South Carolinians who, they have a wall of fame here that covers... Anybody who's done anything of prominence in the golf world? How you doing, man? How was San Diego? It was good. It's good. Here the weather was better back here. Yeah, it was nice weather. Yeah, yeah. It rained a bit out there. I heard that somebody. I guess Matthew Wharton on Twitter
0: kind of acknowledged, "Hey, here comes the sun." And well, it was it was crazy because normally trade show weather is rain right that's what you want for a trade show and it rained leading up to the trade show out there and then on Wednesday it was like the nicest day they had when the trade show opened but didn't seem to impact traffic too much they had a great show good how was the golf out there um it was great but I want to jump right into one of these things you've got on the list here about this says Alan pronounces simple wait 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 wait. not that one no no Alan wants to name new grasses for Simplot. yes all right let's talk about that real quick so what do you want to do? You want to rename, or I don't think I want to rename. Let me get, let me pull the grasses
3: up. I want to develop names for new grasses. Okay,
0: is Simplot growing grass? I don't think that they're. That's their. Well, one of their Ballywick
3: part, Well, they're not growing grass, but you certainly can buy
0: something in the seed line from them. You can buy Kentucky bluegrass from them. Yes, so that's somebody who has developed Kentucky bluegrass. There are schools that breed grasses, okay, and then turf farms that grow them under certificate of license and then
3: sell them. So whoever designs the grass or makes the grass grows the grass. That's what I wanted to clear up. Yeah, gets to name it. Correct. So like Penn Cross,
0: couldn't tell you how it came up. It's probably a- it was Penn State. I know that, but so and that's why the pens are involved in that.
3: So I could not tiger-proof pin cross. You couldn't just come up with a cool nickname and awesome packaging. And
0: Well, I tell you what you could do is you could go back to school, you could study yeah. turf science, and you could become a turf breeder, and then you could develop your own strains of whatever, cross Bermudas or new Zoysias or, you know, I've always wanted an ultra-bent. I thought that would be cool because, you know, we got all these ultra-dwarfs and ultra-Bermudas. But anyhow, yeah, I just wanted to clear up real quick their role and their support and their – Not necessarily in that business, but for anybody out there listening who might be a turf breeder like Susanna over there at NC State, um, give Alan a call and find out what we can do to start a contest to name the next biggest grass. I'm just saying, you go to their website and products, you definitely could pull up some grass. Yeah, that they're selling. Right. Not But they
3: all have, they all got kind of, some of them have cool names, some of them don't. That's not where you want to start with the naming process. It's with the grass. Correct. Tiger stripes. So somebody out there, do me a favor, get some striped grass going. I've got some
0: names. Okay, so this is Alan's ignorance, and I can even help with a little bit here. So the striping comes from the direction of the mow.
3: No, no, no. I don't understand that. I'm saying the actual leaf blade of grass would have tiger stripes on it. Oh! Yeah. So you want
0: it to look mutated, I I guess. I mean, that Because like there's a, some diseases that are out there that you can see some pictures of right now that <laughs> that's one of the symptoms is tiger striping of the leaves. Well uh, anyhow, all right, I'll let you focus. I'm sorry to sidetrack you from the very beginning.
3: That's all right. Is that all you want to say about the
0: GIS? Um, we had a great event at Carolina's night. We had great partnership there. Our friends at John Deere have been helping us out the last couple of years with that. Um, both Revels and Greenville Turf and Tractor. I think we had close to two hundred people over at the House of Blues that night. Wow. Yeah, it was a great event. Uh, everybody had a good time. Um, Red Evans stopped by. They did. They did. Nine thirty one. Took a picture. Darren Davis had a drink of wine. Um, and then, man, I think they hit thirty different chapter functions in that three hour period. No. Nah. So I mean, just I get that you got to travel all over the city, but then that's just a challenge, right? Because then nah. who's happy? Like, are you happy that you stopped by and you got a selfie? Is the obligatory, or are you wanting more? And so I think it's a tough line that they walk, and I respect them for making the attempt to get through as many as possible because, you know, you're never going to please everybody. Um, right. And, I, and I'm not saying that we're unhappy by any means. I think it's always wonderful when they swing by and say hello. Um, and we're, we're proud of our relationship with the GCSAA and hope to be considered the benchmark chapter. It's just, uh, man, a lot of visits in one night. It is. And
3: out in that area, certain things are legal. And uh, did you see my pull any weeds out there while you were in San Diego?
0: Man, it's crazy. You could smell it everywhere. Um In fact, Angie in our office said something Tuesday night at House of Blues about how they were staying in a hotel with a balcony, and she went out on the balcony and um, came back in and was so frustrated because it stunk so bad she slammed the door. And, and her husband said to her, man, you smell like, you know. Oh, so wow. She's like, I got to take another shower now just for going out on the balcony. <laughs> but, um, yeah, apparently it's 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 rampant. Yeah, sounds like it. I uh,
3: was perusing the social media. I obviously have to monitor your channels, and I can't remember. It wasn't one of our section members, but it was a Super Bowl party, and the young man's eyes looked
0: like he had been pulling a few weeds. Well, let's move into our March meeting. How about that? We can talk about that a little bit. Okay. That's going to be – I shouldn't call it our March meeting. It's the Southeast Regional Educational Conference, formerly known as the USGA Southeast Regional Meeting. Uh, That's going to be on – Monday and Tuesday, March 25th and 26th, we're going to hold it this year at the Walker Course, uh, and everybody can stay over there at the Madron Center and Hotel uh, at Clemson, pretty much right there on Lake Hartwell. Uh, we're going to start Monday with a golf tournament, and Tuesday, a full day of education. Pat uh, O'Brien with the USGA Green Section has put together a good lineup to uh, help us out. We expect probably 150, 200 people to attend that.
3: Wow, and you get a golf tournament the day prior
0: yeah we do we'll play a two-man format something fun and easy in the spring i mean yeah guys haven't been playing a lot of golf so i'm looking forward to seeing that course i've i've always heard about the tiger paul
3: there on what 17 it is three. yeah it's neat I've never yeah. never seen it but
0: yep should be a good time i'm will bring my ignorance and hopefully learn something no nah, it's a it's a great event we're looking forward to uh taking that on the road again then next year we're going to take it to Lonnie Pool for the same time so that way we can use our two turf schools with Clemson and NC State as hosts since they both have some really great golf and uh, now accommodation facilities if you will right across the street from the golf course at Lonnie Pool so we'll do that and then it looks like if all goes well in 2021 we'll be at Myers Park so our goal of this year of being able to announce all of our meeting dates two years in advance for planning purposes for all the locals and everybody else is coming to fruition so we're good. um we got a new partner we're going to work on uh for two out of the next three years for our fall meeting too and once we get that wrapped up we'll have all of our meeting dates done and ready to announce can't wait to start scheduling i can't wait to be done scheduling i bet <laughs> rounds for
3: research kind of a big deal kind of a big deal nationally and locally it is it's good to see it grow yep just saw uh, got an email this morning and this getting that time hopefully the supers in our area our members have the the forms and mail them back in
0: yeah so rounds for research it's an online auction where all the proceeds go to support turfgrass research um courses around the country donate and then the golfer the end user can go on and spend their money hopefully foolishly on places that they can't normally get access to so it's a good program it offers exclusivity as well as access is the way i like to look at it so you can have your forty-four hundred dollar rounds at Sage Valley going, mm-hmm. um, or you can have your fifty dollar rounds at your local course that you might belong to that you could pick up to uh, even take your your in-laws or your family when they're in town cheaper than paying the cart fees when you have to go. And you're supporting turf grass research without a question. There's I think fifty-six at last tally of the ninety-nine GCSA chapters around the country that participate in rounds for research, um, which is run through the Environmental Institute for Golf, the EIFG, um, which is the philanthropic arm of the GCSAA.
3: Wow. A lot of initials there.
0: You know, I feel like sometimes in the turf business, it's very similar to growing up in the military. It's acronym central. I hear you. Because, you know, everybody's important with their letters. On Pulling Weeds to release the
3: Big Owls Emporium, we established 500 followers. We are above
0: 300 So uh, Yeah, I looked the other day, I think I saw 312 or something like that, which was a very nice pickup from being at 101 on our last documented podcast, if I'm not mistaken. I agree. I think uh, we could probably get there. Well, if nothing else, we're going to have a stat history on our Twitter followers on our podcast going forward. (laughs) We might not have the tweet of the month, but we'll at least tell you how many followers we have.
3: Also on Twitter, while we're talking about Twitter, I want to tell you about the Carolina Assistance uh, Twitter page. It's at Carolinas underscore A-S-S-T. Uh, Matt Claunch out of Carolina golf club is in charge of that account and it does all things assistance. So keep up with it. And uh, he is somewhat of your liaison for the board and that's a good way to keep up the assist- assistance information. And also we have a new Twitter handle for the Carolinas local associations, which you can find that one at CGCSA locals. And in that account there is was it 18 or 19 local associations, 13, 13. I was close. Uh, and that account, if you want to keep up with the Blue Ridge turf grass, or the North South turf grass, or the Low Country turf grass, I may have just made that one up. No, well, that's it. Wow, good. The LCTA.
0: Uh, that's correct. And then you've got Cape Fear. Oh, I know. Piedmont Sandhills, Eastern. Yeah. Anyway, that that actual <laughs> channel, <Midlands. laughs> that
3: actual that Twitter handle, Upstate. the CGCSA locals, Western North Carolina, <laughs> does nothing but tweet out the local information. Palmetto, Coastal Plains that it?
0: I can't remember which I've one got my covered. PDF you gave me at the house. So It's on the map. That should be the uh, – I right. need to get that as the uh, the little – yeah.
3: Before we get to Bland Cooper, i got to tell Tim something. That he doesn't know about this. But we are
0: going to be short today because we've got a lot of good stuff to share with Bland. Correct. So we're going to wrap this up real quick. So if you don't hear enough Tim and Al, give us some feedback on Twitter. We've heard from some of our listeners that you want more, and we've heard from some, some of our listeners that the segments are too long. So – um, we're trying to find the happy medium. Do we do Outbreak Episode 2? Do we do an A and a B? Or do we just keep rolling? Or are we even reading your feedback?
3: Mm. Hit, them up on, hit us up on Pulling Weeds Twitter. Pulling underscore weeds with no G in there. All right, all right. Sorry to interrupt you. Yep. Yeah, so what I want to tell you but I thought you would find this funny. is my wife busting my chops about you and I having a bromance all of a sudden. Whoa. Yeah. And so it's... You know, I try and tell her it's most it's work related and it's we have to communicate for work and, and so we were watching something the other night and when <laughs> you might have been in San Diego and she's like, and my phone will ding. I, let me guess, that's Tim. <laughs> send him more selfies. Y'all send him more selfies to each other and I said, you know, I was like, Well he has to send it to me and I'll put it on the media, that's why and I was like, No, actually he just sent me a picture of the Pacific Ocean and she's like, Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> it didn't uh, it
0: didn't help him Wasn't anything. that a beautiful sunset though?
3: It was. It was very. I appreciate the picture. I really do.
0: Mm. But. That was an awkward stare you just gave me, <laughs> just <for> officially, <laughs> Kristen. If you're listening, there is no bromance going on here. Oh, um, yeah. The selfies were definitely work related, and I'm not a big fan of those, anyhow. Um, and yeah, that's funny. I was wondering where you're going with that picture that I sent you. I'm glad it was the ocean picture and not the uh, the road race that we saw on. Two of our members on foot competing outside the Super Bowl party, but anyhow. Yeah, you didn't send me that one. No, that's not for public Uh viewing. Let's just say um, it was a 40-yard dash, and two people fell over. Okay. Moving right along. Did anybody make it to the finish line? Nor the ER. (laughs) It was a good night. (laughs)
2: Simplot is a leader in bringing new and innovative technologies to the turf management industry, specializing in fertility and plant protection. Simplot has an extensive line of unique and proprietary products that have a great fit in any management program. Most importantly, Simplot is all in when it comes to your success. Simplot, bringing Earth's resources to life.
0: All right, Alan, well, speaking of bromances, I will tell you the reason I don't think we're ever going to get as close as she wants us to is because I don't know that I'll ever go to a NASCAR race with you.
3: Hmm. Why not? I don't know. I've got good news. I'm going to be working with the truck team, and so I'm actually going to be going to a lot more races this year. Really? Yeah. Are you doing a podcast? I offered him if he wants to do one, I told him we had the capabilities. Hmm. Has he subscribed to Pulling weeds yet? I don't know. He's a pretty busy dude. Oh. Is a, it Mr. Roush? No, 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 no. Truck team. One one team owner. Were you impressed that I knew that? I am impressed. But also NASCAR and you, I think when we first worked together, okay, there's one thing I need to address. So when we first worked together, you had Michael Waltrip. Remember that on your tires? You had the...
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, had them, I got him from the race. The right. only race I went to was in Atlanta. I bought hot passes at one of our charity auctions and took Woody Balt Galvis. <laughs> What what size am I? <laughs> <laughs> but they were the. You hum- remember Woody?
3: <laughs> oh, I do. But they, nobody else will. Tire stems. They were the, the stem caps.
0: Yeah. So when you're on the the hot pass, means you're right there in pit road. Like they're the worst seats you can get to watch a NASCAR race because you got to stand up on somebody's helmet. You got to find like a pit crew's kid or something to get to kneel over to stand up on. I mean, there's nothing back there, and they don't want you elevated. And you can't get on those towers because that's where the crew chiefs are, and they yell at you. So, I mean, there's really no way to watch a race. But when you get right there at the pit stop, they're changing the tires and slinging them things off. And so, man, (laughs) I must have had a – man, it it was like a probably a 12-year-old who had been collecting change from a a church collection basket. I mean, I had a pocket full of those things. For years, I kept putting them on my truck.
3: I might start a GoFundMe page to get your face on a NASCAR vehicle. That would be terrible. Why? Can we use my emoji from my new phone? No. <laughs> Straight up. No no shave, Tim. Let's do it. And you trimmed yours up since last time we talked to you. I have you. not. Yes, you have. I haven't touched it. Oh. It's clean and combed. Tim did give me grief about trimming my beard. I can't just look, look like a Neanderthal walking around. I mean, I have to be somewhat presentable. And That was the whole point about shaving until we get to 1,000. Trimming, shaving. No, my deal is when we get 2,500 subscribers... I will go totally bald
0: all the way. It's a bit too bromancy of a conversation for me at this point. Let's get back over to uh, <laughs> something a little more important like, yeah, all right. like PGA Tour or now, events we're gonna get, or we're gonna
3: people. Get, we'll get to the PGA Tour in just a second with Mr. Cooper, Mr. Bland Cooper. But if you got to see it, it, came out February 15th. Drew Clark, member profile on our YouTube channel. Also, it was on our Facebook, and you could get links on Twitter and Instagram as well to watch it. hope you did. And... and Upcoming March 15th, Ryan McLannan will be coming out. His
0: member profile
3: from Winston-Salem.
0: I don't know, but so much for surprising them with who it's going to be. Now that we've told everybody who it's going to be.
3: Well, we don't don't want to surprise them. We want them to tune and watch. Well, here's
0: what we want you to do, too, is we want you to continue sending suggestions. In fact, that's how bland is our guest this afternoon was from a suggestion from one of our members as to who should be on the podcast. So we are listening to your feedback, everybody. So continue to send it in, please. We're going to tell him who's coming up in April, or are you are going to try and keep that a secret too? Well, the, we'll talk about it, I think, with Bland a little bit, but the only problem is the secret would be whether or not he wants to do it. <laughs> He's going to do it. He's going to have to do it. It would be a perfect fit for the month of April for the state of South Carolina and the Carolinas as a whole with our first professional tournament annually hosted here in the Carolinas. The heritage of golf. Is that what it's called or just no. RBC Heritage? it's RBC Heritage, but I think it means Let's give them a hashtag, hashtag RBC Heritage.
3: Pulling weeds, maybe let me loose on the puttin' green, talking to some pros. That, what? Huh? You got a puttin'
0: green pass this year?
3: No. Yeah. I have one every year. Our buddy Joe Quick can get us one. They'll go help with the Coca-Cola Puttin' Youth Day. In fact, I talked well, to that's Wesley. that's where I was
0: trying to get one so I could go get rounds for research plugs from the pros on the puttin' green. Well, we can do that. So the year Wesley won. So we can go down there and get him to plug some promos? Get be, Wesley to film a follow-up to the year he won and he did his Rounds for Research promo?
3: Going to be on Wednesday. Let's do it on Wednesday, Coca-Cola Youth Day. Putting. Yeah.
0: Anyway,
3: I was going to say, the year he won, he it was his first year on tour, and I saw him and he came up gave me a hug, and I said, yeah, I'm leaving town. You know, I'll leave on Thursday or Friday. He said, well, I'll give you a reason to come back on Sunday. I said, if you do, I'll come back. And he won and I didn't come back. Oh, that's a terrible story.
0: I thought you were gonna <laughs> say you drove back down there and no. hugged him when he won and
3: No, Chris Miller was all up in it
0: that day. Well it's funny, so that year when we did ask him to record the rounds for research promo piece, he was great about it, you yep. know, and all and talked to him, saw him both days, Because, I mean I'd had him when he was sixteen down at the Can-Am matches. Right. Um, for a weekend on I think three different years that he and his brother had qualified. So a span of like five years the brothers were going down to the matches. Um and then it was, I think, the next year coming out of the clubhouse. I said hello to him, and he walked right by me. So, stardom, PGA Tour winner, yeah, big time. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's a great, great ambassador for the state of South Carolina and amateur golf turned professional. We're proud of you, Wesley. And for South Carolina,
3: I mean, he was very. I mean, South Carolina and the the Carolinas Golf, Carolinas Golf Association. They were. He n- they never played any AJGA. He didn't no. run chase. He always he's played in state. North Carolina, South Carolina. So Shows you how far you can go. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's go talk to Bland Cooper. I can't wait. What a great guy.
2: Now it's time to welcome in our Pull and Weed special guest.
0: Well, I will just say that I'm happy to be joined today, or Alan and I are happy to be joined today by my personal inspiration to let my hair grow a couple of years ago um, from a crew cut when I first got hired for the Carolina Superintendents Association, but um, noticed that this gentleman had hands down the best hair in the association and so with hey. that being said I'd like to introduce our special guest none other than Bland Cooper.
1: Great to be here although uh, my, my hair that uh, maybe once was the, the highlight of me is, is turning gray by the minute. I thank my three teenage boys and wife for that but hopefully they won't listen to this.
0: That's still a good looking head of hair, though. <laughs> oh, it's 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 a little shorter than it used to be. It's still got the same pattern to it. I'm still jealous. Um, this
1: takes some work. I mean, this is why we had to do this at 11:30 and not 9:30 this morning. It was <laughs> well. It was, I didn't write two in two and my extra questions. Get this
0: do you use right.
1: product? <laughs> you know, I don't. I nice. use the cheapest shampoo I can find. I stay at so many hotels along the way that I just I confiscate the shampoo every day from the Hampton Inn. So, whatever the Hampton Inn flavor of, of, of choice is for that month, that's the shampoo that. So Finds its way back to my bathroom at home.
0: You've got one of those cabinets underneath your house that's I, I got do. a shoebox or two I, I, that's got the soaps in one, I the have, conditioners in one, the shampoos in the other. I have
1: about four or five-gallon Ziploc bags that are, oh that are filled with, yeah.
3: That's exactly, I mean, I was going to ask you anyway about life on the road and living, living in hotel rooms, but sounds like you do. And uh, <coughs> the uh, benefits are some of the soaps and such. My mom loves the ones from Disney. Done what about breakfasts? Can you rate hotel <laughs> breakfasts?
1: You know, I tell you, it's, uh, I can't. I, I I love to sleep. All right. And so I, I time my, my mornings getting up and getting to the car, and getting to the golf course. I, and that, that breakfast time, as important as that is for most people, that's 15 more minutes of sleep time for me. So it's typically a pack of crackers and a cup of coffee, which hopefully my, my trainer's not listening to this right now. But, or but, your cardiologist. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, um, I've never been a big breakfast person. I've always, I've been hard to get out of bed in the morning. That's that's probably the main reason.
3: What time does your day start?
1: Well, that that's a good question. It, it starts. It can start as early as as four o'clock or as, as late as seven o'clock. Just depends on the day and, and where I am. When I'm at home, typically I get up around six or so to get the kids. It's an hour long process to get the kids out of the bed. You know, eighteen, sixteen, fifteen year old, <laughs> all boys. Anybody out there who's experienced that can can sympathize with us. It's a it's a full army drill trying to get them showered and And and, have good hair too. You know what? uh, Unfortunately, two of them are cursed with the cowlick that I have. So yeah. Um, As far as product goes, uh, one of them I'm just happy that he that he washes his hair. Um, (laughs) I have I have one of them that's uh, he's he's pretty vain. Yeah, mm, so he's nice. he, he'll he'll eventually probably be in the product at some point. That's great.
0: <laughs> no, I was just going to tell you my favorite soap is from Yellowstone. It's the little bears. They're <laughs> shaped like little bears. I have a bag of those. That's the only one that I can recall ever stealing from hotels, well, but should we start over and maybe tell our listeners who he is? Well, who Bland <laughs> is and his role in this world and what we're talking about how why he has to get up so early? Yeah. I think we should. Oh, well, how about we'll just start and I'll use my ignorance that says Bland is a former golf course superintendent who is now an agronomist for the PGA tour.
1: that's, a, that's good. I'm not wasn't very good at either one of them but but, uh, but yeah I, that's that's what I do and, and have been doing it now for I think this is my 13th year so I was hired in 2006. It's hard to believe it' it's, it's gone by that quickly. but what does an
0: agronomist yeah. for the PGA tour do in in summary?
1: Well, I'll give you the official uh, company tagline is that we work closely with all of our partners associated with the event and and more specifically with the golf course superintendent to make sure that the conditions that are provided are conducive for professional competition. Now that sounded real formal, right? But but uh really it it's 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 kind of a broad broad spectrum job and making sure that that everyone on board associated with these events, whether it's television partners, title sponsors, club, our, our competition staff, rules officials um, more particular, um, that everyone understands what the expectations are and, and then making sure that the superintendent, we answer all the questions that, that individual has and working closely with them, you know, we kind of serve as a hub of, of communication for the superintendent because if if every if all these entities are able to bombard that that individual with questions and requests it becomes very overwhelming uh and so what we try to do is be a hub for that information to determine what is important what's not important and and then help that individual maybe devise a plan to 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 address the issues and really once we get into the tournament itself um just working each shift really and and taking our, our data sets and looking at everything and making adjustments if need be to what we're doing to to make sure the golf course for the next the next round is 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 what uh is what's expected
0: how early do you get involved with the per se course that you're like let's say you're playing it in april when's your first time out there to yeah if start it, gathering
1: if it's a repeat event uh and i'll give you this april for example we're playing the rbc heritage at hilton head and it's one of the events that i'm assigned uh jonathan wright the superintendent's been there for for a long time uh, certainly for all the years i've been there and and Jonathan has a very uh, uh, a very clear understanding of, of what's expected of the golf course. And so the, the learning curve that, that I have with Jonathan when I go in there, it's, it's very flat. And really I'm there just to kind of observe and, and report conditions. And then if, if something, and it's funny, I'll, I'll be going there next week, as a matter of fact, for my pre-tournament visit, which is two months away from the tournament. Um, if we feel like something's going to be a miss or, or maybe not quite the way we want it, then, then my job becomes kind of managing expectations at that point and making sure that everybody understands that, you know, look, there is no such thing as a perfect golf course. And, and when you put 120, 132, 144, 156 players out there, the best players in the world, you may think that they're, they're excellent conditions, but there's always one or two or three guys who may not agree with that. And so just making sure that that uh, that you're managing expectations and, and, and we always have a saying, as, as most people do, you know, we, we undersell and over-deliver. But to answer your question, typically two months is about where we'll go in and, and, and make a pre-tournament visit. Now, if it's a new site or it's a site that's that's going through some issues or, or a renovation, then we'll make as many visits as we have to. I mean, there, there are sites that I've made as many as 12 visits to in a year um, that was going through a construction project. And uh, we have one going on right now at uh, at Sea Island with the RSM class. We played in November there, uh, Davis Love and his group are renovating the redesigning really the plantation course and i was just there this past monday and i'll probably make seven or eight visits there this this summer and, and fall uh and just kind of monitoring that progress so every tournament's different they're all like children you know you you you, you love them all but um, but they're all they're all a little different in how you in how you manage them
0: were you uh assigned to trinity forest last year
1: i was not that was mike crawford from our staff was was assigned that event i gotcha yeah it was I not just
0: assigned. assume with that again being new that would have fallen into that category of potentially y- exactly visits, yeah mike with that unique property
1: yeah i don't know how many visits mike made i should know i know that um I, I read the reports it was multiple visits uh and a lot of those visits really if if you have a superintendent who never has hosted an event before it's uh the, the course conditioning that that part of it um, that typically is the easy part. It's the other things that, that are that are required of the individual during the week. And those are things that you wanna make sure that, that that person doesn't get overwhelmed. You know, I always like to tell tell the folks that I'm working with, look, when you get a chance to get some sleep, go get some sleep. You know, and I know you're gonna be wired, you wanna stay up all day but but you're getting up at three and you're going to bed at eleven and you just can't you can only do that for so long, so uh, make sure you get your rest. But yeah, Trinity was one that um that that we we introduced last year, and, and I think ball accounts was a success. Yeah,
0: I would say, in my opinion, and I know that Casey's listening. If not, he should be. um He's probably not as teachable as Jonathan, but <laughs> I didn't say that out loud.
1: um <laughs> you know, That I, was my plug I, to get you uh, in here, Casey. Uh, yeah, okay, well, okay, you know, actually, us on Twitter now, I actually uh, I, I met Casey back uh, when he was in Orlando. I like do Bay Hill, and there used to be a group of guys who would go to lunch on, on Fridays, uh, and and he would he would join every now and then. So I. I got to know Casey a little bit then. He's a great guy. He's a hoot. He's on, a hoot.
3: I do want to hit on Bay Hill. Uh, there was a quote. If you Google you, there's something, one of the first things that popped up. Do you know what it is?
1: Uh, you know what? I don't even want to know. Have you, you Googled of? yourself? I, 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 I Obviously was, not. No, I don't no, even That's interesting. That.
3: Before we get to that, I want to hit, you talking about Harbertown and Jonathan Wright. I was there for the Sea Pines Junior Heritage primo place looks great no
1: so. oh, he's he's yeah. he's world class yeah he
3: was actually at gis though and i, I was
1: just to talking it. him away here and i told him he was gonna be doing this show in april he says i'm not doing it and i said jonathan you're doing it so yeah. i told him I, that in san diego he actually okay. flew
0: home behind me in the seat behind me and was sick as a dog <laughs> poor guy i hope he's feeling better oh, by no. the time he hears this
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he was back he to be feeling better.
0: back to bay hill tiger quotes mm-hmm.
3: some greens are sticking and some greens are repelling and you don't know which is which and then the quote right under that says, On Golf Channel Saturday, tournament broadcast, commenter Frank Nobolo reported that Bland Cooper, competition agronomist for the PGA Tour, defended the course saying that the greens that are exposed to wind and sun dry out faster than the ones that are sheltered. Calling greens inconsistent is one of the worst appraisals there is, along with saying green speeds are inconsistent or calling the green surface bumpy. Did that <laughs> ring a bell?
1: You know what? I, I, that, I, I do remember something about that. You know, we're... Um, you know, there, there's we're always fair game for criticism. It, it's the nature of what we do is, but yeah, one thing I will say, um, if I remember, we had some wind out of I can't remember which direction it was, and some of the orientation of the greens is, as the day goes on. Some greens dry out more than others. Yeah, I will say this about that: there there are yeah, our, our players by and large want fast and firm conditions, and there's really kind of a disconnect, if you will, between what. Uh, your average member w- w- would consider firm and fast and what a PGA Tour player considers firm and fast. When I go to a golf course for the first time and I hear, well, our greens are really firm, and I walk out, all of them, I'm like, well, no, they are for your membership, but for what these guys are expecting, right. know, we've got a long way to go. Tiger, um, I'll tell you a real quick story about him. It, it, it after, right after that, as a matter of fact, a couple of years after we redid the greens there at Bay Hill and went to, to a, a, another variety, and I've had much better success with that. And and Tiger was playing. And of course, we measure firmness on, on all the putting surfaces there every every morning. And you're you're going to have a green that's firmer. I mean, all greens aren't going to be the same. And right. but right. however, the, we had a green that year that the 17th hole in particular. It was the firmest, but still well within the ranges of, of what we were what we were shooting for. And he was playing a um, a practice round with um, with Jason Day. And I remember going out there, and with the with a rules official that was setting up that nine, and and Tiger was on the seventeenth hole, and he said, "This, this is the firmest green on the golf course." Now I couldn't have told you that unless I had the meter. Just walking across it. There's no way. Right. I mean, even Jason Day looked and said, I, "What are you talking about? I don't know." <laughs> and I, he was right. Wow. Well, <laughs> Probably the only guy in the whole field right. that, that could that could feel that under. It just goes to show how how talented the guy is, and how perceptive he is. I don't doubt that one bit. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he, that's if, our if first he, Tiger Woods plug ever on the yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, if, if he he's one of the players, if he says it's if he says it's inconsistent, he's he's probably right. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to argue with him <laughs> uh, here, Now,
3: there's got to be some, and we won't name names, but some normal complainers out there, correct? <laughs> I mean, habitual complainers.
1: You know, here's here's the thing: we have a uh, the, the 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 tournament director, head of rules official for the Champions Tour, is a guy by the name of Brian Clare. Brian played on tour. He came out and played. Uh, the same year that that Freddie Couples came out. And Brian still holds the record for the most fairways hit, consecutive fairways hit that that Phil almost broke a couple weeks ago. Wow. And Brian's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. But you talk to people that that knew Brian when he played golf, and Brian laughs about it. Brian says, I've seen this game take really nice people and make them absolutely insane. <laughs> and so the golfers, professional golfers in the heat of the moment are not like any other other athlete, uh, with football players or basketball players in the heat of the moment they you know they're 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 zoned into what they're doing and and they don't want anything to distract them. And so you know th- there are a lot of guys who have a much different persona off the golf course and a much more uh, approachable off the golf course and, and we respect that as 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 officials for the tour we we understand that that during the competition, you know, we we don't go out of our way to talk to them. You know, practice rounds, pro am days, they're very approachable. But once once the clock starts, so to speak, we we you know we respect their. You know, they're 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 trying to make a living, right? right? And, right. and and they're trying to win golf tournaments. And and so we we don't want to be part of the story, and we nope. kind of want to be invisible for the most part. So, but yes, yeah, you you take a cross section of 156 people in in everyday life, and certainly you're going to have. Uh, some that, that are maybe a little more vocal than others, but that's thing. I, I that's know okay. you're going
0: to be so political in here today. I mean, <laughs> I, re- I really thought we were going to get a little, hey, it's comfortable. Come on in the back room of the Golf Association, <laughs> well, Bland, open up a little bit. I didn't realize you had I've your got, PR got, training what, hat on.
1: I, I've got 16 and a half more years for our tire. Bring me in after that, and we'll, we'll open up the <laughs> Nice.
0: <laughs> I might have shaved by then. We might have enough followers.
1: Well, I, you, you might shave, and I'll stop shaving then. So nice. <laughs>
0: well, how do you not
3: feel like big brother to the courses you work with? I mean.
1: yeah that, that's that's a that's a hard th- thing to do when you first when you first start in this job it's you're trying to learn how to insert yourself in the process but not feel like your big brother right and and I try to I hope that the relationship I have with each superintendent that I work with is one look I'm here to help and I'm not here I, I the beautiful thing about my job is I have zero employees right I don't have any I don't have any human resource issues on oh, the ones I create for myself, right? But I don't have anybody that that answers to me. And um, now I have a responsibility, obviously, and, and is to make sure those conditions are as good as they can be. But uh, if they are, then that superintendent's also going to look good at the same time. So yep. if we look good, we look good together. We look bad, we look bad together. And, and um, I never want to to overstep that that reach. And, and you know, the one thing that that was kind of hard to to. Get my arms around. I first start on this job is look. You're not a superintendent anymore. You know this isn't your golf course. This is someone else's golf course, and and you have to respect that. It's not your crew. Yeah. You know they aren't your employees, and and your communication that way. I, I never, I'll never go to a crew member and say look what are you what are you doing? You know this is not. I'll always go to the supervisor and say look you had a guy that, so forth or a girl so forth and so on. But it's um, it, it takes a little a little getting used to. Yeah. And I think if you were to ask some of the newer hires on our staff now, they would. I'd probably say that's one thing that they're learning the way through. Also, it's just kind of a natural progression.
3: That's understandable
1: in this job. Yeah. Do you guys
0: control green speeds?
1: Oh uh, yes, we are ultimately responsible for green speeds.
0: That's, at what point in the process do you start looking at those? When you get there, two months out, and they're rolling fifteen? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you know it's. Uh, I, I'm I'm very fortunate, In most all the tournaments that I'm assigned, I've been working for almost. 10 years or more like Eastlake is the is the most recent one on my schedule uh, up until this year and I've worked East Lake I think the last three or four years now and these tournaments have basically fall in the same dates and the same conditions so I, I, I've, I've got a pretty good feel for what they are I, if I go to a site for the first time I'll, I'll pay attention to green speeds early on but I, I don't where I think you can get yourself in trouble is taking that three-foot piece of piece of steel that releases a golf ball at 20 degrees and trying to back your way into a number. Oh, and what I mean by that wall. is, is I, I'll, I'll advance week, which is the week before the tournament week, I'll take my wedge and my putter and I'll walk the golf course every morning and I'll chip and putt. And I'll go to the four hole locations that I feel pretty confident that our rules official is going to use the following week. It's pretty easy to, to see. It's not. It's, I mean, the architect, he gave you four hole locations. That's where we're going to go also. Um, and I'll chip and putt to those until I feel as though we're getting close to where we need to be. And then at that point, I'll pull out that, that piece of, of, of steel and start finding what the number is. But to go into a site and just arbitrarily say, well, we're going to be 12 feet, and then try to evacuate, because that may not be right. the number. Right. You know, it, it may have been the number last year, but it may not be this year. And so each year is different. Uh, it could have been you know, windy and cold last year, and maybe it's going to be warm and dry, not worried about wind blowing balls around. So it's a. Um, but no, it's that is our responsibility. Green speed is... That is, 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 falls on us,. yeah. So you're
0: saying when you have a wedge and a putter in your hand standing next to Tiger don't, Woods don't, on don't. 17 at Bay Hill, you're <laughs> as technically adept at telling firmness as he is.:
1: <laughs> Now, don't put words in my mouth.:: okay. <laughs> I was just curious. I mean I was just putting those two together, but
0: I know I, it's funny, some of the, of the best putters that we have in our association are guys that do exactly what you describe. When you look in the back of their maintenance cart, there's a putter in there, not just a wedge, but a putter, and they put their greens. Yeah. every morning and they don't just putt them they you know they're rolling them to to determine that's agronomic exactly right. specifications well, but at the same point in time i mean they're they're repeating that process so much they become naturally good putters
1: well that's right and and uh you know the old stint meter which i still carry around the new one i don't like because you can't putt with it uh, uh, i've i've become a better putter with the stint meter than i am with nice. my Two hundred dollar Scotty Cameron, but
0: <laughs> they're three hundred uh, now. You might want to get a newer <laughs> one.
1: Search <laughs> well, how long it's been since I bought a putter. Uh, but but that's you, when you're looking at hole locations and looking at green speeds. You want to be able to putt from all directions on the green and have it and have it stop uh, around the hole. And if you can't get it to do that, then it doesn't need to go there. Or you just slow the greens down.
0: You just confused me. You don't have access to the vans on tour.
1: To the vans on tour. Uh, Like the
0: Scotty van and the TaylorMade. I mean, you can't walk in there and say, hey, Bob, I need a new wedge.
1: I save those for Christmas presents. Okay. (laughs) We'll talk about that later. (laughs) I
0: will be following up with you soon. What about some of the
3: uh, smaller, quote-unquote, smaller courses, the ones you use for Q School or the Monday qualifiers? Are you doing anything with those, or are they basically on their own?
1: Well, the Monday qualifiers, we, we, as our, our staff, Agronomists do not get involved unless it's a real rare occasion where there's a, a big problem. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's for the local uh, chapters to, to that, that we turn that over to them and let them handle that portion. Of. We just aren't we aren't staffed to, to deal with all that. Now, yeah. qualified schools, we don't do anything with with the first second stages. Uh, we do, however, have uh, an agronomist assigned to the finals uh, it, it both champion or PGA Tour champions and. And, and web.com. So we, we do we do treat that as a regular golf tournament.
3: LPGA have an agronomist?
1: I'm sorry? Does LPGA have uh, an agronomist? They do. They, we aren't, obviously, it's a different company. Right. Uh, right. But but uh, John Miller serves okay. as their agronomist. And he does a fantastic job. John's a, a longtime friend.
0: He used to be a superintendent as well, did he not? Yes,
1: yes, he sure, he sure was. And he,
0: like Bland, has a category of his own as probably the best shoe collection out there next to Doug Sanders.
1: I did not know that about John.
0: No, no, no Bland's hair.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. man's shoes. Okay. Yeah. Don't
0: look at Bland's
3: shoes.
1: I like, to
0: top to bottom, <laughs> he's no, no, to go. no, no, no. I was okay.
3: referencing Bland's hair again. Gotcha. A uh, couple more tour questions till we get on to talk about you and your uh, South Carolina history and Carolina's GCSA history. Best food on tour. If you're going to take me the best place to eat, you go to. Oh,
1: man. You know what? I am going I don't want to offend anybody, but I, right. I, I tell you, I have to say uh, the SAS Championship of a Prestonwood Country Club. It's a Champions Tour event. But Prestonwood, they have, they have a buffet that's – it's easily as long as a as a a hooded fifty six degree wedge. I mean, it goes on forever, and it's it's fantastic. We, I, that's at that
0: Preston? Yeah. Is that just on Sundays or no? Well, that they had, daily? Sunday
1: they they extend it to like a full eight iron. Right? <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's they have a sushi bar and all. It's yeah, they have lobster one day and and that's Lee you were working with yes, over there. Yes. Yes. Do we know another Clemson else? man? Yeah, another Clemson guy.
0: You Can know? you get us in there, Tim? Yes. Okay.
1: Come on up. We'll get we'll come up for Sunday for the lobster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the second lobster <laughs> reference on the podcast. That we is. talked about lobster last time, um, as that was one of my topping choices on my hot dog at Mountaintop at the comfort station. That's a first. Have yeah. you, a a first. Mountaintop?
1: you ever Mountaintop? Yeah, but never had lobster on a hot dog. Though.
0: And then at the second comfort station, they had Gouda-infused cheeseburgers. This was pre-stints. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I you, had you you a good day.
1: Were, you were so out of your element up there. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was. I
3: was. <laughs> How about wild animals? Have you come face-to-face with anything? Wild Remarkable. The
1: Remarkable? Well, Matt, uh, you mentioned it several, well, it's been about eight or nine years ago. Uh, we still do play this event out in Reno, Nevada. And uh, I got a radio call. I was on about the 15th or 16th green. And it was a Saturday morning. I got a radio call from this rules official. And he said, Bland, what's all these scuff marks on the 13th green? And I'd just been by there maybe 10 minutes before. And, was, and John Brundle was the rules official. I said John, I was just there. I didn't see anything. What are you talking about? So we'll come back here and look at this. I rode back, and there's these scratch marks that were probably five and a half, six feet apart from one another. It looked like a big cat, and uh Cats will stretch out and drag their claws. They might be turkeys. So we called the superintendent, Doug Hendricks, and said, "What's, what are these scuff marks?" And Doug said, "Well, it's probably the mountain lion." Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he, he had gotten on the green from the time I'd gone through, the time John came Ooh. through, and so we, mm-hmm. we both just left. Yeah, uh, but that that's 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 a close encounter, but I never saw him. Uh, but yeah, and then of course the alligators at Hilton Head, but yeah. th- those are.
0: But now, as a concealed weapons permit holder, do you carry a weapon <laughs> with you when you're
1: at work? No, I don't, I don't uh, carry one curious. there. Just Yeah,
0: I figured the wild hog might come running at you every now and then. You know. No, I'd
1: I'd be too tempted to shoot somebody if I carried. Nice. I carried it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like with Casey Manning, Judge Manning, and my father, who's retired judge, talked about they yeah, allow judges now to. To, to carry concealed weapons on the bench, and my dad asked, Casey, Casey, said, yeah. Casey, are "You know, Casey, you going to carry a, a gun on the bench." He says, N- "Tommy, I'm not going to do it because I'm afraid I'm going to shoot an attorney." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Wow. <laughs> that's great.
3: <laughs> and you, your history. You were a member of the board, correct, the Carolina's Golf Course Superintendent Association.
1: Yes, what? I was for five years. Yeah. I had to, I had to, had to give it up because the, the bylaws require you to have an affiliation appointment with a, with a. Club in South Carolina, and unfortunately, I had to—I didn't meet that criteria anymore.
0: Was that during your tenure? Mm, no. Okay. Prior. Yeah, I got hired in October of 07 so he had left the year prior.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's right.
0: Where, uh,
3: where were you a superintendent at around here? I'm not even aware. Uh, the
1: Carolinas. I was at Rocky River Golf Club up in uh Concord, the racetrack. North Carolina. Nice. Yeah, the racetrack. yeah, yeah, Yeah. You don't know
0: where it is? It's right yeah. there inside the speedway almost.
1: Yeah. Isn't uh, it? Uh, it's right outside the speedway. It's not quite like Indianapolis, but it's right outside. A couple of the holes are like, I yeah, You mean, can see it. Yeah. We, we, race, race week was always a, a, a very entertaining week when, when I was there.
3: How does that go down? I mean, you get... Vagabonds late at night on the course. <laughs>
1: you know, we cut the microphones off. I could tell you some of the things I we you. saw at night, That's but it was it was very entertaining. They're, they're very uh, it, they don't sleep for like two or three days. It's incredible. But but we had a good time with them, and and, uh, and they always thankfully nobody ever did any damage to the golf course when I was right. there. But I was there, and then before that, I was in Atlanta uh, at the Standard Club under Mark Hoban, and um, so you, know, Carolinas and, and Georgia's where I yep. where I cut my teeth and. And, uh, did you go to Clemson? No, I did not go to Clemson. No, my but my son just got his letter yesterday, so he's all excited. Nice. He's did you get excited. a turf degree somewhere? I did. From where? I was over Georgetown. Nice, nice, mm-hmm. well yeah, I had a done. County, county degree, you know, and did Carolina, then a turf, and then a, um,
0: They do it. They like they, they've got such a good program down there.
1: Yeah, I was very fortunate. I had back when I was there, we had Doctor you know, Terry Vassy and Dan Volts, and and um, um, of course Carl Schwarzkopf was. Was, was he's there. still hanging around down there. He yeah, comes to the he, show every year. He's uh he's he's kinda like uh oh gosh, what's the uh,
0: Phil
3: Robertson Dick
1: Clark or whatever. He never yeah. ages. <laughs> he
0: reminds me of the uh the guy on Back to the Future, the doctor. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right, Doc. That's exactly right. No, it was a it was a good uh it was a it was a good experience really. I got lucky with, with the professors that were there at the time.
3: Turf bowl wasn't around back then, was it? Yeah, we won. I mean, oh, yeah. that didn't we take long, but they both, do have both, a history. Both
1: years. Oh yeah, we 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 smoked everybody. I mean, <laughs> Did you Warriors ever go sport? to national? We had. A, they went, we couldn't go at the time. We didn't have the money, and the and the they didn't fly south. Can yet.
3: we pull in? Can we bring in this year's turf bowl like a ringer team pulling weeds and have bland? And oh,
1: they would smoke me. No, I can't. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? so,
3: leave, some oh.
0: some past champions? Correct. Current winners playing past yeah. champions?
1: I don't even think I could. I could. Right, the you know, the, the bland that's the something I could sell, though. Carbohydrate, right now, that's something I could sell, though. <laughs> we could
0: find some sponsorship dollars for that.
3: All right, some silly questions to wrap you up. I do appreciate oh, your man. time today. Your first car you ever owned a
1: 1981 Buick Skylark that would go 70 miles an hour, top speed down. Do you still own it? Had, had the had the roof fall out of it one time, and I just kept right on driving it. What color? It was white with a navy blue top. Wow, beautiful. Yeah,
0: in that hair in that car. <laughs> yeah.
1: They, they what flying. a visual thing. Was, I was about to say you couldn't yeah, keep them out of the car, probably, exactly. could you? Really.
3: <laughs> Fortnite. You've got teenagers. Do you play
1: Fortnite? Oh, I, I refuse to because I see what it does to them.
3: I agree. Well said.
1: Uh, but, but they all play it. You're right.
3: If you weren't an agronomist, what would you be doing?
1: That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, it's... Um, I've never even thought about it, quite. I come from a family of, of I have attorneys in the family and law enforcement, probably something in that field. Yeah. What I would imagine. you
0: tell your 21 year old version of yourself? Oh. If you could advise yourself at age 21. Well. With your wealth of knowledge. The today. only thing
1: I would tell my 20 year old version, uh, version of myself, version of myself, not version of myself. I think kind of was a, that was a, that was a forty slip. Uh, <laughs> you might to that part. We can take it up. <laughs> Is uh, that, could yeah, yeah, that could be the intro next week? Yeah, it could be the intro next week, right? Right? It will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is, I, I think I would tell my, I, I would definitely tell. Uh, I would give myself the information on every Super Bowl winner from that point, and so I, I'd have to do a work other than just battle the Super You'd Bowl. You'd finance yourself. Wow, exactly. how about that?
0: That's that's a guy who spent a lot of time traveling, thinking about what would happen if he won the Powerball. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have have a spreadsheet. I I have a pretty in-depth Excel file on what I would. I've gone so far as to if I'd won the billion-dollar one, the jet I was going to buy, and the old college fraternity brother of mine is a pilot now is going to hire me to be a pilot. That's how much time I have behind the windshield.
0: Maybe Pulling Weeds can get added into his his (laughs) (laughs) $1.2 billion program. (laughs) How do we start splitting lottery tickets? Oh, well done. I don't know if he plays, though.
1: I think he just dreams. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I I think I've bought three my whole life.
3: Any uh, words of wisdom you want to leave our listeners with?
1: Oh, how do you think your listeners are? Who listens to this thing? we know yet? I'm really surprised.
3: It's not just my friends and Tim's friends. There's actually uh, people. uh, uh, There's people, and it's not just Carolinas. I mean, I'm noticing Texas, Midwest, West Coast. It's amazing. We've got some friends overseas
0: that are actually chimed in a little bit friends we've made over in the UK that have listened and we've had a couple of listens from the Ukraine I believe my mom
3: my, my mom listened to both episodes she thought they were good that's like you know it, if I
1: had if I had to t- it's uh you know it was a, a, a point not that long ago I thought where I was the, the, the young up and comer in the business now look around and realize that that I'm on the, the downhill side of this and so I've kind of seen enough cycles in the business now to, to at least speak from experience and the one thing I'd tell that the young, you know, anybody looking to get in this profession, and I, I could not have looked him in the eye and told him this with a straight face of the last 20 years, is, is now it's, this isn't a bad thing to do now. Um, it, it's, you know, golf has always been such a, just a lagging economic indicator, lagging more than anything else really, and, and it's taken a long time for the market to correct itself, if you will, and to make golf a profitable business, and, and not just from the business side, but also from our side of things. And kids now who, who look to get into this, I think they have a pretty bright future because there is going to be, uh, you know, more demand and less supply of of really sharp, sharp young. Guys. You know, I go talk to some of these turf schools from time to time, and a lot of them have gone from sixty, seventy, eighty students to sixteen, seventeen students. And if you, if you look at the job boards, uh, a lot of clubs are having a hard time finding capable assistant superintendents, and so there's. Um, yeah, I think it's reaching a point where it was when I first came out, which was there you had three or four job offers before you even applied for anything. Right, right. And so it's a, I, th- I think, f- from my perspective, it's 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 bright. So if you, so if a teenage kid's out of thinking about uh, a career and struggling to find it out or figure it out, but loves loves the game of golf, then I think it's now worth looking into again.
3: Good good
0: well i just want to say bland i can't tell you how much i appreciate you making the time i know that you're busy you spend more time on the road and, and in airplanes than probably anybody that i know and so it's rare when you're home um and i appreciate you making time to come on over and join us this morning um
1: listen my pleasure I, it's uh this has been a lot of fun and uh, i hate that it's only 15 minutes we could sit around and cut the microphones off and talk for hours but thanks for having yeah. me I look thank forward you. to listening to, uh, to to Johnny Wright and Keith Wood here in the next several months, maybe. I'm, I'll, uh, they're plugged. They're primed. They're ready. I'll make sure Johnny didn't back out. No. Yeah, nice. Everything. Thank you,
3: Brian. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you. you. I
1: appreciate yes, that. Sir. Thanks,
3: guys. Man, well, thank you, Bland Cooper, for coming, driving, spending some time with us. I really enjoyed that. I think we could have kept going with Bland, and maybe we'll do another episode with him down the road, a little extra episode to spend some time telling some stories he couldn't tell here. Tim, thank you for being here with me. Listeners, thank you all for listening to Pulling Weeds.
2: Thank you for listening to Pulling Weeds, brought to you by Simplot. Please follow us on Facebook at Pulling Weeds Podcast. Keep up with all your association news and events at carolinasgcsa.org.